0: We could just have, like, something standard. You know, the book retorts, it's getting dark, so this is what we're doing.
1: (laughs) Too dark outside.
0: Yeah, the book retorts, daylight Daylight saving saving time time sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of like that, actually.
1: (laughs) Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Book Retorts Winter Bazaar. I'm Danielle. I'm Sam. And this is a podcast about sharing weird media with your friends that have never experienced it before. Yeah. Yeah. And this is going to be our first episode in our little winter run, where Sam and I are each going to share a winter-themed media product for the other. Ooh, yes. Ooh, and I get the... Uh, the distinction? To, the distinction, that's the word I'm looking for, to start this shindig off, this yeah. winter bazaar.
0: <laughs> so I'm sure you have a heartwarming and spirit-lifting thing for us, Danielle, in these dark times. I do. What is the name of this piece?
1: <laughs> it's called Snowmageddon. Okay,
0: yeah, that that feels right.
1: This is a 2011 sci-fi movie, and by sci-fi, I mean the channel.
0: Sifi, <laughs> <laughs> you mean?
1: that's <laughs> why yep. I am gonna send you the summary so we can get started on this
0: oh I'm very excited let's, let's yeah. hear this it's a very short is. one
1: because this is one of those movies that every summary gave away the entire plot so
0: all right great can't wait to see what this is here you go an Alaskan family receives a mysterious snow globe that causes a global catastrophe <laughs> okay. Maybe don't get that snow globe to a random Alaskan family if it's particularly dangerous.
1: Oh, I think that's kind of the premise of the movie. Oh, okay. Well,
0: (laughs) I don't know what that's all about, but I can't wait to hear it.
1: Wow. You're in luck. Yes, I am. (laughs) This lovely movie. This is actually... It's as if the actors are in a movie that they think that they're in, as opposed to the movie that they're actually in. They're quite good actors. Oh, what? They're, they're very invested in this plot. <laughs>
0: So the actors are
1: trying, is what you're saying. They're trying. Yeah, they're like they're really into what they're acting. It's not over the top. It's not a badly filmed or particularly badly done movie. It's it's funny that the actors are so into this plotline.
0: Okay, so you think it's funny the actors care?
1: No. I thought that I th- <laughs> think it's funny that the actors care. I just think it's funny that the plot of this is so crazy and that the actors were were acting as if they were in some kind of actual drama.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. So you're thinking it's weird that they're committed to their craft as professionals.
1: In this particular plot line, yes. Okay, great. (laughs) They could have hammed it up. It would have been okay.
0: Oh, I should say they should have hammed it (laughs) up.
1: Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. I like the movie. Okay. Clearly. So it opens with a station wagon arriving. It's nighttime and it arrives mysteriously. Uh, you can't actually see the person. A- arrives just where? In front of this house. I was getting there.
0: Okay. Well, I just said that it's <laughs> arriving. Like,
1: all right. So there's a station wagon that arrives mysteriously in front of this house. Okay. And there's a trench-coated man with a hat on. And he takes a box out of his car and walks up to the nice house and rings the doorbell.
0: He's going to have a baby. Yes.
1: Got Plot it. Plot twist. That's it's what a baby. it is.
0: That's a <laughs> Snowglobe is really a baby named Snowglobe. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's a possibility. The camera goes, shoots inside, and there's a kid, probably like 11-ish, She's playing a fantasy board game. The kid is named Rudy.
0: Fantasy board game of indistinguishable name.
1: And nope, they have a name for it, but it comes up later, so I will describe the board game a little bit.
0: (laughs) Okay, it's great. So it's not like this is the generic cola version of a prop or something.
1: Uh, No, Sam, this this plays actually a very pivotal role (laughs) (laughs) in the rest of the movie. Oh, boy. (laughs) The teen daughter, there's also a teen daughter, she is named Jen. She's on the phone being a teen. The mom is named Beth. She's on the phone. She's cooking dinner and she yells for the kids to answer the door.
0: And do you expect me to remember these names?
1: No, but they, they come up but I'm going to actually try and refer to them by names because Ooh. I don't know any of the actors' names.
0: <laughs> for once, Danielle, you are stuck.
1: I looked up the actors. I just, I didn't know them. So <laughs> I, there's no way I'm going to use their actor names. So there's a dog named Mo, who is my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> Good start. Yeah. And Mo goes nuts. It's like barking all over the place. What kind of dog
0: is it? Like golden retriever? It's,
1: no, it's, uh, that's a great question. Terrier. It is. No, it's a like medium to large sized dog. Probably. I'm going to guess like 70 pounds, long haired. I'm not entirely sure. That's a,
0: quite a guess. Yeah. Yeah. I actually used to work at a carnival in the guess your dog <laughs> no. weight category. Okay.
1: You know what? <laughs> I had a lot of dogs growing up. I'm around a lot of dogs. Like I can <laughs> estimate dog weight. It's a medium to large sized dog. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna step right up step right up bring your dog if i guess it's weight um, oh you win a stuffed animal you of asked, your dog
1: you said terrier and i'm like definitely not a terrier because it's like 50 to 70 pounds okay
0: but what is it there's is it a lab
1: no it's a long-haired and kind of uh what what Maybe like an Australian Shepherd or something. I'm not great with dog breeds.
0: But just their weights.
1: Well, we just had a lot of mutts growing up. We never had like specific (laughs) (laughs) breeds of dogs.
0: Fair enough. Uh, Next time we should watch the Westminster Dog Show and really see what we can do. If you can guess the weights on that, I'd be very impressed.
1: That's the best thing to do during the holidays.
0: Okay, I'm sorry. So the dog is named Mo. I just want to get an idea about it because it's your favorite character. I want to know a bit more about it.
1: Yeah, not much of the movie. I just like the dog. Okay, the dog, the dog knows what's up. So he's going nuts. The daughter goes to answer the door with protestations because she has to shut the phone off. Did you say protestations. And I did totally, and I'm not sure that's a word. <laughs> it's
0: protestations for one. Protestations. protestations when Protestants come to your house. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I said it and then I was like, too late. It's already out of my mouth.
0: <laughs> I like it. With protestations.
1: Oh, the Protestants are here. You don't know what's in the box, Sam.
0: <laughs> what's in the box, Danielle? That's a different movie.
1: <laughs> no, nope, same movie. Uh oh. Whoa, Outside got dark. It of- <laughs> goes dark quickly. Outside on the porch is a gift box. The man is gone. Of Just course he car. is.
0: So does a baby. Got it.
1: Yes. Inside the gift box is a baby.
0: <laughs> this is how teen pregnancy happens, guys. <laughs>
1: what happens to jen oof meanwhile john is the father of the family and he shows like it switches to the town the small town is
0: it a small town snow covered that whole it's thing small
1: town it's actually you'll find out later but it's called normal alaska is the name of the town
0: normal alaska yep is Tiny that a town. real place
1: i have no idea but you didn't it look is up, up that normal
0: was a real name or they made it for the movie
1: yeah i did not look it up i, I thought about it real. and then i forgot yeah <laughs> And the amount of people in this town varies wildly from scene to scene. <laughs> <laughs> great. Which i going get into.
0: Aliens clearly abducting and transplanting people <laughs> at random.
1: Yeah. So it's one of those, like, one road towns that has, a, like, a little shop for... All the major necessities in life, and they—they're clearly kind of—they're like mountains all around them. They're Podunk. not close to much. Yeah, there are towns nearby because they reference them, but I don't know. I think they're all probably fairly small. Okay. Um, I don't know my Alaskan towns. I'm sorry. Sure. So he shows up at the local. It's everybody has jobs in this movie, but nobody has ever explained specifically <laughs> what their job is in this movie. <laughs> so how do you know?
0: Okay, you know what? You'll t- you'll get to it. I'm sure. Yeah, I, I don't need to it. To- Okay. So I'm he- sorry. I don't mean to jump the gun, but there are a lot of questions in the first five minutes of the. (laughs) film that I just... Am buzzing I may
1: or may not Have answers for He shows up at the shop And it's It's one of those Fix-all shops Like I don't know If the guy's an engineer He's just He like He's likes a fix-it
0: guy Handyman Mechanic-y
1: stuff Like it's not yeah. cars But it's like He fixes things
0: Relationships
1: Yeah Dogs <laughs> he, he is He's like the old man in town And he definitely is the one That has the most wisdom In the movie Okay great So John mentions to this man uh, Who has a name But I don't remember What it was And I will get to it later Because I'm sure I wrote it down It's like Fred or something Great so, so he, <laughs> he mentioned to the man that the town clock still hasn't been fixed. Apparently, it's just been on the same time for years. And the guy kind of like laughs like it's an on-running joke. And he's like, oh, yeah, I haven't had the chance yet.
0: This is like Back to the Future.
1: Yeah, kind of. And John wonders if the Dragon of the Crown's expansion set for his son has come in yet.
0: So the the name of the game is Dragon that's of the Crown. That's
1: the name of the
0: game. Yep. Oof. I want to be clear. This is Dragon of the Crown, it's not the Crowns of the Dragons.
1: It's Dragon of the Crown.
0: Dragon of the. Oh wow, that is a nonsense name.
1: <laughs> Pretty sure that's what they called it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Great. Yeah. Good choice.
1: So the expansion set has not come in yet, and Christmas Eve I think is the following day. So he was. He's like, it's on back order. Sorry, you're not going to get it before Christmas. Aww. Oh. I know. So sad. Poor Rudy. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> All Good <right>. job. <laughs> So John heads home and the they haven't opened the gift yet. It's just sitting in the living room and their house is all decorated up for the holidays. And they wonder if somebody left it mistakenly at the house because they're involved in some kind of gift drive. The mom is a helicopter pilot and she delivers all these gifts to like a town over that don't like have a lot of resources i think oh that's good for her so this does not matter much to the plot it's just it does come into play or i wouldn't even mention it but that's why they that's what i think is there they're not sure but the mom's like well it's not even marked for that so no i think just somebody somebody dropped it off and nobody seems concerned about that which seems odd (laughs)
0: If someone dropped a random package to your house, how concerned would you be?
1: Um, With, like, no name on it, just a box that's wrapped. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I'd probably assume it's, like, a family member or a friend or something. Yeah. But they never get concerned about it. <laughs> okay. So they basically say, like, go ahead. Like, Rudy really wants to open the box, of course, because he's, you know, 11-year-old kid and there's a mysterious package. So
0: I mean, I'm with him. I'm not 11 years old, and I'd still open it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's a very intricate snow globe, as you might have guessed. It is not a baby. <laughs>
0: Oh, well, there goes my theory.
1: <laughs> and it's a snow globe that has kind of a, like a steampunk feeling to it. It has a bunch of gears and stuff. All just
0: glued to the outside?
1: Mm, there's like butt- like brass and buttons kind of on the outside. And then if you turn it over underneath, there's a bunch of gears and stuff.
0: Oh, so it's actually mechanical. It doesn't just like have kind of a steampunk aesthetic.
1: Right. It's actually mechanical. And it's a basically an exact replication of the town itself. Oh,
0: okay. This is creepy already. <laughs>
1: So nobody knows who it's from. And they even remark like, oh, it's amazing. The the clock's even stuck on the same time as the one in town. This is like such a detailed little snow globe. How cool.
0: This is a monkey's paw situation. It's got to be.
1: <laughs> sort of. So Pizza arrives at their house. So he, the little boy like sets the snow globe down and they all leave. And then as they walk away, the camera kind of zooms in on the snow globe and you see a crack open up along the downtown area in the, the snow globe. Oh, no. The snowmageddon has started. So, of course, meanwhile in downtown, a crack forms along the ground with flames shooting out of it. Wait, what? (laughs) I don't know. We'll actually get to it. Maybe it'll make more sense later, but it doesn't make that much sense. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Look. Uh, I'm no geologist, really. I don't know a whole lot about plate tectonics or what's under the crust in Alaska, but generally fire doesn't just shoot out of the ground randomly unless there's magma or something.
1: Well, maybe there is. We'll get there. That's
0: not very snowy, Danielle. That's not a snowmageddon. That's a magmageddon.
1: This is a very snowy movie, though. How to say magmageddon? Magmageddon?
0: (laughs) Magmageddon.
1: Yeah, it's a Magma Mageddon. That would've that was the, the second name they didn't go with for Why this. Why didn't Sci
0: Fi make that movie? I haven't watched <laughs> that Magma Mageddon.
1: Are you sure that they didn't make that movie?
0: <laughs> Good point. All right. Good point.
1: So the flames shoot up. It takes out the big Christmas tree in town. Oh, no. I know. Stuff kind of starting to crack open. Buildings are falling apart. People are screaming and running. And there is a slight tremor at their home. They're kind of out of the way of downtown. It's not clear how far they are away, but they weren't impacted directly by this giant earth hole. Earth hole. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Great. and John gets a call to come into town. And so, again, I What's don't know John what John do? does. Okay, yeah, okay, I was gonna say. <laughs> He's clearly in charge of something because the couple of people that he talks to in town, there's implied to be more people, but who knows where they are. He is kind of respected as he comes in, and he's clearly giving directions to everybody. So he's not so. like the
0: sheriff or something. He's just some I don't random know, like, dude. And
1: maybe it's implied somewhere, and I just missed it the two times I watched this movie, but... <laughs> I don't know what his job is.
0: Cool, good. The,
1: the grounds like cracked open but and one person was killed.
0: Oh, <gasps> that's I not know. cool. Stupid snow globe.
1: This is kind of a PG movie, so you don't actually see the Oh, well, yeah, network person, TV. But yeah, <laughs> they go and like look under the burned Christmas tree, and they're like, oh, no, Jack, or whatever his name is. <laughs> well, he
0: was a jerk anyway.
1: So the next morning, the mom, like I said, she's a helicopter pilot. She's loading up all the gifts for the drive to take out. And she is also taking up, I think, in the same go, a well-known snowboarder. Oh. And she's going to drop him at the top of the mountain to snowboard is this a down. a cameo
0: appearance by an actual snowboarder?
1: i don't know the answer to that. He's is named Derek in the movie. Oh. He kind of looks like he snowboards, so he's at least a snowboarder, probably.
0: <laughs> I just think it'd be interesting if this was like, oh, uh, we got whoever from who was in the Olympics, Sean White. I it wasn't him, but <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm just saying it'd be it'd be fun if they got an Olympic snowboarder to cameo as like, oh, your big breakout role is in Snowmageddon for four <laughs> seconds.
1: <laughs> I I would give that to sci-fi. That sounds like something they would do. They've done that like Sharknado and stuff, yeah, exactly. or exactly. Yeah. So. so, I don't know. His name's Derek. He has a friend with him and they're going to snowboard down the hill. I don't know Derek's friend's name. Um <laughs> <Who cares? laughs> it really We got matter. Derek.
0: What do we need his friend for?
1: <laughs> to be honest, uh his friend does not matter in this movie.
0: <laughs> oh great. Does <laughs> I- Derek matter?
1: Derek matters. Okay. So the daughter, Jen, she's begging to go with her mom because she's a huge fan of the snowboarder. They're kind of similar aged. And she's like, I'll help you with the gifts after. Your co-pilot can't go with you anyway. Like, you need help. And her dad talks her mom into it.
0: Uh-oh. Uh, I
1: know. Bad news bears.
0: No, they're polar bears, Danielle. Yes. Polar bears.
1: <laughs> Bad news polar bears. Okay, oh, you go. You <laughs> <laughs> have to have more winter puns than this.
0: <laughs> she should. The title is <laughs> just one big one. <laughs>
1: So Rudy comes out of the house and asks his dad if the ground broke open last night. And his dad's like, yeah, that's a weird way to put it, but sure, the ground broke open. And Rudy says he wants to go into town and see where it is because he saw it in his snow globe when he looked at it.
0: So why did Rudy keep the snow globe?
1: And he was the one that opened it. And they were like, "Your kid, have snow globe.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. It's a snow globe. Who cares?
1: <laughs> and they don't know who it's from anyway. So his dad kind of humors him. He's like, oh, OK, you saw it in the snow globe. I'll check that out when I get back to town. I gotta go help him out. I just jud- look
0: in the snow globe to see if it's there for like and four no. seconds. Because
1: <laughs> he doesn't look like who who believes their kid that they. Ground a good is, parent <laughs> broke it open.
0: <laughs> a good parent would be like, "Oh, tell me what you got there, buddy." You know, they. they... Well,
1: and he he does say that he like totally supports. was like, "Yeah, I'll check it out when I get back." You he tell he's kind of skeptical, but he's like, "But I gotta go help in town, and you, it's too dangerous for you to go in with me." So fine. There, I mean, there is damage and dead people, so to be fair, a priorities. dead person,
0: Danielle, who no one liked anyway.
1: Okay, but the population of this town might be like eight people, because I'm not <laughs> sure. So it's actually quite Danielle, a big impact on this Danielle. town. You don't know what the, that could have been. The town doctor. Okay.
0: (laughs) Okay. It's seven people by now, Danielle. Keep it, keep it straight
1: Yeah It's probably seven people And the dead one is the town doctor Oh okay And no, I'm actually I'm pretty sure That must be the case Because later in the movie There's some wounds And people do not handle them well
0: <laughs> Spoilers
1: <laughs> So they've hired a babysitter So John can go help out in town She shows up to watch Rudy Her name's Mary I believe And okay. so Beth and, Beth and Jen Are getting the helicopter prepped And the snowboarder Derek And his friend arrive And Jen and he of course Hit it off immediately And she's like low-key Girling.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: And the mom, like, sends her off. She's like, stop flirting, go help with the chopper. <laughs> Good. There's, like, a second-in-charge guy. I don't know what his job is either, but he seems to be kind of manual labor-y, like he's helping rebuild stuff and things in the town. And his name is Tolly T U L O Y, And he's been helping fill all the holes in in the town and getting everything together. And when John shows up, the two of them kind of work out a game plan.
0: So he he's like shoveling dirt into the giant chasm that shoots fire. Yeah, That's basically. their solution.
1: <laughs> I know. I assume that like there's no fire in them now. Like after the initial event, it kind of it died down and there's no aftershocks and now they're just giant holes in the ground. And apparently without plasma in them. <laughs>
0: Great. So I love this. Lesson. Like, well, we got a giant chasm that shoots fire up in the middle of town for no reason. Let's just throw some dirt they there call it a day
1: <laughs> that's what they're doing
0: <laughs> great
1: i don't know how deep these holes are but
0: well these plot holes are very deep
1: <laughs> so he's asked john's asking more about like what happened what led up to it like did the other towns you know have any issues as well and so apparently none of the towns nearby felt the tremor and john's like that's impossible so maybe he's a seismologist i don't know <laughs> so, like, yeah, okay. he, he just like very <laughs> assuredly is like that's not how any of this works <laughs>
0: Sure. I mean, I I certainly don't have the credentials to contradict John, the possible (laughs) seismologist.
1: Derek and Jen are flirting, they're up in the chopper, and they're heading towards the mountain, and she gets her arm signed by him. She was very excited about it.
0: I'm never going to wash this arm again.
1: I know. He's like, do you want me to sign something? Because it can kind of tell that she's super into him, and then she just holds out her arm. Like, that's a dumb thing to get that's signed. That's a very dumb
0: thing. You got it to your <laughs> chest, obviously.
1: Well, you can do your arm, but also, or chest, or whatever you want to do. More power <laughs> to you, but also get it on a piece of paper so you can actually have it later. Yeah, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe she'll take like a tattoo artist and get that tattooed on.
1: There we go. That's actually a good idea i think I think Is she's it? probably like she's probably like seventeen or something, so maybe not. Maybe <laughs> she's eighteen. it's unclear. Nobody, nobody is clear in this movie.
0: Nothing's clear in this movie, Danielle. I don't even know what's happening.
1: (laughs) So Beth drops them off the top of the mountain and they start snowboarding down. And the friend is like video recording for posterity. I don't know if he's just a good friend or if he's the manager. Like his his role, like his his media
0: production assistant or whatever.
1: And they shout woohoo. They plow down through the snow.
0: (laughs) They shout what, Danielle? Woohoo. Woo-hoo! Oh, there you go. I was like, That's, your, your see, woohoo was uh, flaccid, I think, is the only word I could use to describe it.
1: <laughs> it's super relevant, too, because the movie actually transitions to the snow globe and you hear the slight echo of the woohoo, the woohoo <laughs> down the mountain. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, I'm liking the snow globe more
1: <laughs> So like you can see the mountains in the background the really big mountain that's in the background and all the little small ones and The dog starts barking at the snow globe like he hears it. So
0: the indeterminate but 70 pound dog
1: Yes <laughs> <Every> take. <laughs> Got it <laughs> So the dog started barking at it. And then this is about where I started to have, like, real questions about if the town is in the snow globe. Oh, now is when or... you have questions. No, it's <laughs> like, I had, I, obviously the snow globe is, like, controlling things that are happening in the town. But is the town in the snow globe or is the town outside of the snow globe and the... And the snow globe is just a, like, parallel representation of yeah, it. Yeah, like, of it. But when you hear the voice also in the snow globe, it makes you start to question reality.
0: <laughs> well, I guess that's the point. But even is like, a perfect representation, wouldn't the sound be represented, too?
1: Yeah, potentially.
0: So this doesn't really provide any, like, clarity.
1: Yeah, but it's real questions, Sam. <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, let me guess it's never answered
1: it's never answered <laughs> of course not of course not <laughs> rudy is playing his dragon of the crown game and terrible he gets an- name <laughs> he gets annoyed at mo because mo keeps barking and goes to put the snow globe away and he looks at the mountain in the globe and then the camera does this very purposeful shot of the piece on the board game that's a volcano uh-huh. and it like it zooms in on it and it just hovers there for like five seconds
0: <laughs> okay Is his board game going to, like, start being reality in the snow globe?
1: I don't know. You don't know anything at this point.
0: (laughs) Yeah, No, you do. I don't. (laughs) I'm
1: not going to tell you, though, because that would ruin the fun. Of course. The dog jumps up on him as he's holding the snow globe, and he's kind of like looking at the volcano and looking at the snow globe back and forth. Why? And
0: he acts- What's he thinking? I don't know. I don't volcano know. It's, you it's can't unclear. put it inside the snow globe; it's a sealed system.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think he's thinking that. I think he's just like looking at the mountains and then looking at the volcano. Maybe there's some comparison in his head. Maybe he's thinking, "Oh, giant rock." He's eleven. Like I don't know how much. <laughs> knowledge he's he has of his environment like
0: the the filmmaker is clearly trying to make this connection apparent to the audience and i don't know what that connection is supposed to be
1: well maybe it'll make more sense as we move on
0: oh yeah i doubt it
1: (laughs) it's possible though so the dog jumps up on him Mo jumps up on him and he accidentally pushes one of the buttons on the the snow globe oh no i know and the gears start to turn and he tries to stop it and he's like kind of freaking out about it a little bit because he has bad vibes from it. Oh, but no. his His babysitter shows up to tell him that there are snacks ready and she won't take no for an answer. He needs to come eat his oh. snacks.
0: Well, snacks make everything better.
1: <laughs> so he reluctantly puts the snow globe down and walks off. And then back at the chopper, there's some turbulence in the air, which they're trying to avoid. There's like just suddenly a big gust of wind and they're a little rocky. And then as they're trying to circumnavigate this, a huge storm front appears out of nowhere in front of them, like the craziest looking storm front ever. And these black... I don't know how to describe these, Sam. Uh. They're, they're like black, cloudy things that start shooting out of the cloud.
0: It's like cloudy appendages?
1: He kind of, like, like spirals of black cloud that start shooting, shooting out of the cloud. And they're clearly, like, wherever they hit, like, things explode. But you have no idea what's coming out of the cloud. So,
0: like, they are rockets leaving a trail of smoke behind that are shooting out of the cloud, but they're rockets made of cloud that explode.
1: Yes. So it's like an alien cloud shooting rockets. It's the actual plot of this movie. I did
0: not see that coming.
1: <laughs> Me either. So in the town center, the, while they're cleaning it up, the city hall clock suddenly starts back up. Oh, no. That I means know. that
0: suddenly... What's the name of this town?
1: <laughs> normal Alaska.
0: That means that suddenly normal Alaska is going to be reintroduced to the normal flow of the universe. Oh, it's been suspended like out of time idea. until this point.
1: Yeah. They didn't realize that they're, like, a completely alternate reality. Yeah,
0: yeah, they've been, like, in a suspended time flow, like a um, Groundhog Day thing.
1: Yeah, except that they talk to their neighboring towns, but maybe they all are. I mean, who knows? It could be just, like,
0: uh, an illusion.
1: Yeah, sure. And so the clock starts. Everybody, like, turns and looks <laughs> at the clock, <laughs> all seven Move people on. in town. <laughs> Fred, that's his name, the engineer dude, uh, old man, Got engineer. Got yeah is surprised that it's moving because he states that he long ago took out all the cogs and working parts. So he doesn't understand how the clock is working at all.
0: Is there a reason he did that? Just like, I
1: don't like that He was going to fix it and he just never got to it. John references that earlier when he goes in there. He's like, oh, the clock's still not fixed. But apparently he did it like three years ago. So I think it's just an on-running joke.
0: Okay, right. Got it.
1: So the helicopter, of course, is having some trouble major. There's giant space things shooting out of the clouds.
0: You think the mom and the dad might be a little like, huh, this is weird.
1: (laughs) Well... They, it hasn't started in town yet But so the mom and daughter Are just trying to like avoid the space things And get to, to the ground below But they're pretty high up So the trees and stuff are like exploding below As the giant space things fall to the ground And the daughter is not helpful at all You think? <laughs> she's just like panicked and screaming And her mom is like work the emergency radio? So she's like trying to get somebody on the radio As she's screaming And the snowboarders are caught up in the storm And Derek's friend's arm Gets scratched up by one of the space objects and he kind of falls down the hill a little bit i
0: thought they were made of cloud and that they exploded
1: no, we'll get there. It tells you in a minute what they are. But right now you have no idea what these things are. They're just like shooting things from the clouds. And every time they hit something, the thing explodes. Got it. Yeah.
0: But it hit his arm and it didn't explode.
1: No, it, but it like clearly scratched against his skin, whatever the thing is. And so the storm starts for like real, real. And
0: oh, it was just a warm up.
1: <laughs> well, it was kind of like intermittent. Like the people were like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? And they're like looking up at the sky and they're still trying to dodge them and stuff. And now it's like, constant so the the way that the filming is done it looks like they somehow break the atmosphere it's very odd because they kind of like explode once in the air and then they explode once again when they hit on the ground it's really weird filming
0: Okay. I don't quite understand, but.
1: (laughs) So they're running for cover, the snowboarders, and then the chopper, of course, crashes to the ground because, you know, it gets hit up and then it spirals out of control and Jen just screams a lot as they're falling. (laughs) Love Jen. Yeah. So meanwhile, back in town, the same thing starts happening there and a car window is taken out by the debris and a man opens up his car door to see what crashed through the window, which I think is pretty brave of him considering how much stuff's falling from the sky. Yeah. And he pulls it out and it's just a huge shark. Of ice.
0: So, okay, so the giant cloud tentacles are ice missiles that ice are exploding
1: missiles, yes ice missiles how does so I don't the think they're explode? exploding I think they're just when they hit like whatever they hit just explodes because these things are huge they're like yeah a bit, yeah but a like foot long. an explosion
0: doesn't just happen because you get hit by something
1: no but it's like tearing things out like it's like splitting trees in half it's it okay tickles. that's one
0: thing but like I thought you meant like explosion like fireballs but and everything you
1: keep, no not explosion explosion sorry that's probably a poor choice of words like how does the ice cause meant,
0: like, an explosion
1: things on the ground we're like going into debris all over the okay, place. So they're like being that totally kind of decimated explosion. by
0: these impact yes. of these things. Got go it. Okay. That. So they're like giant hail essentially. Like giant yeah. monstrous hail.
1: Sure. Let's go with that, but like the biggest hail you've ever seen. And like knife style, because it's super sharp on like views. giant icicles.
0: <laughs> so like murder hail. Got it. Yeah, giant murder gonna... hail.
1: Murder icicles. So everybody runs for cover, two men throw themselves into a renovated school bus, and then most people hide in the town jail. And sure. John panics because he's worried about his wife and kid, obviously, because he knows they're up in the chopper. And after it resides, he leaves town and drives towards the mountain to find Beth and Jen.
0: But leaves his son alone in the house in the middle of a disaster. Got it.
1: Right. But, I mean, they don't. She At least they have a babysitter there. And they're out of town. So you, oh, he yeah, doesn't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. The know.
0: babysitter, totally equipped to handle the snowmageddon.
1: Well, I'm just saying one person was in the air. The other one was in a secured house i don't know why he doesn't just call over there and say hey is everything okay they don't show any of that that's fair (laughs) i think he was worried about the people in the air during the giant uh, murder hail extravaganza all right i'll give him that (laughs) so he breaks into the security tower that's up there and tries the radio but he can't get a hold of them and he steals the keys to the snow cat and drives off into the mountains to try and find them makes sense yeah. So back in town, the two men that went to the school bus are named Larry and Norm, because of course they are. Of one course, of the, I guess. One of these seven people in town are named Larry so and Norm. So you have
0: Norm from Normal, Alaska. Mm-hmm. Great.
1: Yeah, maybe the town's named after him. <laughs> okay,
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm Norm, the namesake <laughs> of Normal, Alaska. And they were named after me because my friend Larry thought it was funny.
1: <laughs> that makes this scene entirely sadder.
0: <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, what
1: happens? <laughs> They're stuck in the school bus because a they can't get out of it because there's a live down power line that's over the top of it. And Norm is hurt real bad, quote unquote. <laughs>
0: Okay, did, uh, non-specifically, was he hit by an ice chunk?
1: He has, yeah, he was hit by an ice chunk, I'm assuming. He has, like, a gash over his stomach area, his abdomen, and Larry is, like, potentially the worst person to be stuck in a medical emergency with, because he just, like, he doesn't even put pressure on it or anything. He just <laughs> yells out the window, hey, norms hurt real bad, and then Tully, the Try guy some first who, aid, buddy. Yeah, who was, like, left in charge goes to get him something, but they never even tell Tully, like, what was wrong with the guy, so it could be <laughs> like, I don't oh. know what Tony was going to get him. Like, okay, I thought maybe he's going to bring a, like, a kit or a doctor or something with him, <laughs> And he doesn't. He just brings him back some gauze.
0: <laughs> well, I guess it's better than nothing.
1: So it's established that Larry could leave the bus. The door is kind of like jammed shut. But if he could somehow get the door open, he could leave as long as he didn't touch the bus and the ground at the same time because of the live wire. Yeah, okay. But they can't get Norm off the bus because he is, like, he can't get up or anything. He's really wounded. And so they just stick together on the bus. That's nice. Yes, I guess. I feel like there's probably some solution they could have thought of or just suck it up, Norm, but... (laughs) Someone
0: could have got like, a wooden stick and moved the cable off the bus.
1: Yeah, okay. There's lots of options, and none of these are done, Sam. (laughs) Okay. So, the option that they end up coming up with is that somebody's going to go try and turn off the power, but that's in a (laughs) second.
0: That's not a terrible option.
1: So Rudy is worried about his parents having seen the storm and his babysitter tries to get his mind off of it. He's she's like, explain how this board game works to me.
0: Oh, no, never ask a nerd that question.
1: <laughs> well, having been
0: on both sides of that conversation, I can tell you.
1: Well, I think the whole point, like she's worried, too. And so she's just like, OK, I'm going to be a good babysitter and yeah. try and get this kid's mind off it because nothing happened up in their house. So It was just in town. So she picks up a crown player piece that's on the board game, and the boy is like, "Put it down because it's a cursed object." He doesn't <laughs> know what to right? A little bit, maybe. <laughs> he's not, he's, I'm not sure. <laughs> He's like, the the goal is to throw that crown into the volcano because it's a cursed object. And every time you touch it, you lose two life points.
0: So this is basically Lord of the Rings, but with crowns. Yes,
1: exactly what this is.
0: Wow, there is free little imagination in this board game.
1: <laughs> and the babysitter is clearly worried about everything. You know, she's kind of looking out the window while he's talking, but they end up playing the game. So he continues to explain it. And the camera pans again to the volcano piece. I don't know.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Can I make a prediction?
1: Yeah, absolutely. This is the time. I
0: don't know if this is true, but they are so foreshadowing this board game volcano nonsense that someone's going to have to throw that snow globe into a volcano.
1: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell you.
0: <laughs> Nailed it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the helicopter is decimated, and Beth wakes up in the snow, and she's yelling for Jen, and she finds her stuck in the helicopter, which is, I thought it'd be on like a cliffside or something, because that just seemed like
0: this kind of movie
1: yeah (laughs) but and it kind of is but it's more just like it's on the top of a gentle sloping hill and jen is just like screaming her head off when she wakes up and i was like jen you're fine even if the helicopter went down the hill like you just slide you'd probably be fine also avalanches maybe yeah that's something that they were worried about later um <laughs>
0: <laughs> now not so much when she's screaming her head off
1: so it's balanced kind of precariously on top of the hill but not like in a hill that anybody's concerned about when they showed it i actually laughed because i really thought it was going to be a much more dangerous situation <laughs> So they have to cut her out of it. The seatbelts jammed. And so Beth starts ripping open all the presents that were in the the helicopter, trying to find something that can can cut cut it, which is funny because there's like wreckage everywhere. And I'm like, there's not a a single piece of of helicopter wreckage (laughs) that would work.
0: Also, what kind of helicopter pilot doesn't have, like, the emergency kit in the helicopter that can use, like, smash the window and cut yeah, the seatbelt the Yeah, I agree, but kind of and
1: the, the helicopter, to be fair, is, like, literally in pieces. The only part that's surviving is, like, the basic frame that she's sitting in, so maybe it's just she can't find it. All right, fine. I'll give it to her, but she ends up using a toy and, like, breaks it open and starts cutting off the seatbelt, and then she can't quite get it, and then as she's doing it, the helicopter, of course, starts to, like, slip forward, and it slides down the hill and though she's safe, it breaks the fuel line of it, and the, a fire starts on the helicopter.
0: Sure. Because, you know, fuel plus air equals fire always. <laughs>
1: It's just how it works, Sam.
0: <laughs> you, you know the fire uh, angle? It has two sides. It is fuel and air, and that's what equals fire. That's all you need?
1: Yep. <laughs> Fires are easy to make. <laughs> I'm not
0: saying it's, like, impossible. I'm just saying, like, there are usually three sides to the fire triangle, Daniels. all I'm saying.
1: You mean you don't just put fuel down and blow on it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I've been doing it wrong this whole time. The Boy Scouts taught me nothing. The Boy Scouts I was never in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I was in Girl Scouts for like two seconds and by Girl Scouts I mean brownies (laughs) what
0: (laughs) you were that was your story got weaker and weaker (laughs) with every passing word
1: okay I've done a lot of uh, camping and hiking
0: (laughs) okay great you want a (laughs) medal
1: yeah anyway so maybe there's a spark happening because of the downed helicopter, whatever, I'll give it to him. And they get out just in time, of course, as the helicopter like blows up.
0: Of course, because that's how fuel works in the fuel <laughs> tank fuel they explodes.
1: They blew on it. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. Air all fuel, the mixture, screaming, whatever. all
1: of Jen's screaming started a fire.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was, it was basically from the, the uh, energy of the vocal waves. Got yeah. it.
1: As she ran, went down the hill, the wind through <laughs> the helicopter, like frame of the helicopter and her screaming amplified it. And that's how the fire started.
0: Okay. Okay, sure. You know what? Sonic energy, I'm I'm all here for it.
1: <laughs> Why not? I mean this movie has a snow globe that's causing real time terror. <laughs> causing? Do we know that yet? No, we don't, and we'll never know. Okay. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> So the snowboarders aren't doing too well, as you might imagine. Derek's Fred now has an ice shard sticking out of his side. Where'd that and, come from? <laughs> uh, the giant ice shards that were coming down from the yeah, clouds. Yeah, I know, but like
0: you saw him, he's like, "Fine, it's only ice shard." Next scene. Well,
1: they were like trying to find cover when all the ice shards started up. When it got really bad, okay. and then it cuts away from them. But apparently, he gets the shard through his side. He's like, "Oh man, I don't know if I'm going to make it."
0: Well, here's what you do: you let it melt and you pull it out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Derek the true hero of this film I guess he pulls it out you don't see him do that but he wraps him up and um, settles him on top of a snowboard and sure. then he gets like the the friend whatever his name is gets a <laughs> like a, the poles to like dig into the ground so he can kind of navigate it and they tie some rope to it and he lowers him down the hill follows behind him and keeps him going Aww. like a sled so John is in the snow cat still and he squeaks into view. They hear him coming, and he rescues Jen and Beth. He manages to find their...
0: Oh, that was easy. They could well, just find them on there the mountain. There was just a
1: fireball in the...
0: <laughs> oh, okay. That's just a good point. <laughs> Luckily, there was that, fire- that magic fireball that was a beacon for John to find Jen and I already forgot the other person's name.
1: They actually spend quite a lot of time in the mountains in this movie, back and forth, and they somehow manage to find stuff very quickly, which, as you just pointed out, is not nearly as easy as they make it seem.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, like, that's the whole point of, like, search and rescue teams. Like, ugh.
1: No, you would think this mountain is, like, the tiniest mountain in the whole world.
0: Oh, I can see the snowboarders are just over
1: there. (laughs) So they head towards their car. Trying to radio for help on their way, because they're all inside the snowcat now. And they're trying to get some help for the snowboarders, because they know they're still out there.
0: Okay, then I to look for them.
1: Well, no, because you can't find people in the snow, Sam.
0: <laughs> right, except for Jen and... <laughs> I don't remember the mom's name. I'm sorry. Beth. Beth. I was going to say Bess. So that was wrong.
1: It was close though. Good job. Yeah, better than I would have done. Partial credit. <laughs> back at the homestead, Rudy is putting away the snow globe. He's like, I don't like the snow globe. And his babysitter comes in. Mary comes in, and he goes like butting with it. Well, he's just like putting it back in the box. And his babysitter's like, Oh, that's really cool looking. What's that? And then mm-hmm. he's like, No, there's something seriously wrong with this. And it make, no it, it's, kidding. It's making bad things happen. And she laughs it off, of course. And like she's like, Oh, do I lose two life points if I touch it? And he, she reaches out to grab it from him and he's worried that she's going to touch a button and she's like i promise i won't touch a button and then of course as soon as she says that the gears start to grind on the, the snow globe And she's like i didn't touch anything i swear i don't know what's going on <laughs> so apparently now the snow globe is just operating on its own
0: so this was off by the mysterious man question Yes. About trench about Trenchcoat Man? Uh-huh. Does he ever come back? No. Is there any explanation for, like, no. he's part of an organization? Is he part of some, mm. like, nope. secret mm. government conspiracy or Absolutely alien Absolutely not. Group? No, no. <laughs> so there's no – he was nope. just there to deliver a snow globe, nope. <laughs> and there's no reason for it, and we never hear from him again, and his motivations are entirely opaque.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> Okay, I just want to get that out of the way so I don't start agonizing about it now.
1: Yeah, or I'm messing with you, and there totally is an answer, but most likely not.
0: <laughs> you would tell me if there was an answer. You don't have know what the answer is, but you would tell me if there was an answer.
1: Yeah, there's no answer to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay, it's, it's called Snow Snowmageddon, not how the snow globe got made.
0: <laughs> i don't, like, I don't need to see like the entire backstory, the biopic of the snow globe from inception to delivery. I need to know like. Why did some trench coated man drop a snow globe at some random house in normal Alaska?
1: Nope, that's what makes this movie so fun. <laughs> Nothing's explained.
0: <laughs> okay, fun is a great word. Sorry, for it, viewers sure.
1: and listeners. <laughs>
0: Everyone who has any experience with this
1: movie. <laughs> uh, so it starts grinding, it's gears on its own. Mo barks again at the snow globe and then runs out of the open front door. I don't know why the front door was open. She's like Mary's what? like, Oh no, I left the front door open and I was like, From what? when you first came in like two hours
0: ago? What's going on?
1: <laughs> who leaves the front door of their house open in the dead of winter? In, in Alaska. Alaska. <laughs> I was mad, too. So Rudy's freaking out. He's like, this globe is going to do something bad again, and it's all my fault. Is and it, Is it really your fault? No, but he's 11, and so he's the one that opened the box, and he's the one that like, was putting right, it Dan, away. You're is fault. Let's
0: all blame the kid.
1: Yeah, and he feels like he pushed the first button, whether or not he actually did. Who knows? Yes, but
0: yes. He's burning at the stake for his evil.
1: <laughs> that kind of comes up later. Oh, um, <laughs> So up in the mountains, the snow starts to crack away from the mountain and it causes an avalanche, as you so yep. rightly determined.
0: You can't have a mountain in a winter-based disaster movie without an avalanche. <laughs> That's just a law of the universe.
1: <laughs> so it swallows the snowboarders, poor guys.
0: <laughs> womp womp.
1: I know. And heads towards the snow cat and it covers them both like they're both completely covered in snow. So So, they're dead now, right? Well, in real life, yes, everybody's dead. In fake life, no. Uh Um, In snow globe life, (laughs) most people are fine. So in town, Tully has gone to dismantle the electrical system. You may remember many moons ago. Yeah, (laughs) yeah,
0: school (laughs) bus, bus. electrified school bus, dude with bad first aid skills. (laughs) Got it.
1: So he's gone to d- dismantle the electrical system, which somehow just means taking out one of the town's poles. And that, that I don't know. He goes up to like destroy the transformer that's on a pole. And that's supposedly going to take out the electrical system in, in town. I'm no electrical engineer, know, Daniel. So, yeah. <laughs> but I think that is dubious. <laughs> yeah. So he's like trying to figure out how to touch it without killing himself. And he ends up taking a sledgehammer to it. And he electrocutes himself a bit and is knocked out briefly. <laughs> yeah. And outside the bus, the the most mysterious thing in this whole movie, outside of the school bus...
0: I I want to just preface this. You think the most mysterious thing in this whole movie, not the mysterious snow globe and the (laughs) trench coat dude who mysteriously leaves it on the doorstep in the beginning of this movie for no apparent reason, or how the snow globe works. This coming up is far more mysterious than any of that.
1: Yeah, and... I mean, I'll leave this to you to decide if it's more mysterious than the other things. It definitely ties into those other things, but it's the one I least understand. Maybe it's just because I went with the premise. That's a tall
0: bar you're making here, Danielle.
1: (laughs) No, it's not very exciting. And that's why it doesn't make any sense. So outside of the school bus, there's clearly a wrapped package that's like sitting out in front of it. And the camera doesn't linger on it, but it definitely like shows it as it's showing the school bus. So you're like, okay, there's a present outside of the school bus. Another snow globe. Another's like, what is the present, right? Because you've already established that there's like weird presents in this movie.
0: And it doesn't come back at all.
1: It doesn't come back. At all.
0: Okay. Great. And I'm
1: like, is it just a signature for what happens later? Is there is like, like a, a serial present? killer who <laughs> yeah, just
0: leaves like, presents around? That's
1: kind of how I feel because of what happens. Which, so it's been a minute since Tully left. Norm realizes he smells gas. And Larry and is as like. As we know,
0: gas plus air equals fire There's and a explosion. live
1: wire with like, and you can see flames starting. So like, <laughs> clearly something like it's, it's bad. So like. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <laughs> Larry tries to get him out, but he can't move him due to the wound. I don't think he tries hard enough. Just pick him up and throw him out of the school bus. Like, he's going to die either way. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is exploding a school bus or maybe aggravate a wound by throwing him outside in the snow. Yeah. Pick the snow.
1: I know. Or even if there's no snow. I don't think there was snow on the ground yet in that area. Whatever. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. It wouldn't matter. I would have tossed him out of the school bus. So Larry starts to panic and he's like, I'm going for it. I'm getting out of the school bus. And Tolly wakes up about that same time and he can kind of see that. he's up in the air obviously trying to hit the transformer and he looks down and he's like don't do it larry and (laughs) so larry's like beating himself against the school bus door trying to unwedge it and he ends up when he comes out of it he kind of like stumbles out of it and I don't know if he touches the ground and himself, but as he Wait, is coming... he touches
0: the ground and himself?
1: And the bus, sorry. Okay. Like, I'm I don't like, know if it, what? like, I meant himself, like, he's holding on to, like, the bus and the ground at the same time. I'm not sure. It's kind of like, he just sort of stumbles out of the bus, and as he stumbles out of the bus, he seems fine, other than he, like, falls to the ground, but the school bus immediately explodes. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Poor Norm. <laughs> no, not Norm. Yeah. I couldn't decide if it was just because there was, like, fire on the ground and it was slowly, like, it just caught on the bus at the exact same time or if Larry acted as some sort of conduit.
0: <laughs> so what you're saying is cause and effect in this movie are loose at best. <laughs>
1: Very questionable. And I was like, does a present mean that anytime you see a present that somebody's going to die? <laughs>
0: I'm gonna guess no, because I'm sure they forgot about that immediately.
1: Yeah, it never comes up again, and you never see just a random present outside of a death scene.
0: <laughs> I think it was probably just some prop mistake.
1: Yeah, I, I, I like. There was also like a Christmas tree in town, so maybe it was just a present from the tree that was like nearby, and just the way that the, the, it was shot made it look like there was a. But it, it mysteriously looks like there's a present right outside the school bus door. <laughs>
0: Here's your present. It's death.
1: <laughs> So, Larry doesn't seem to feel that bad about it. you think he'd have some kind of emotional impact of potentially yeah, killing Norm. He's probably in shock. Yeah, that must be it. So, back home, babysitter shows up. She's ran out the door looking for Mo, and she couldn't find him anywhere, and Rudy is now gone from the house. Oh, no. I know. And he left a note in the snow globe box.
0: Wait, wait. So, Mo runs out the door, Rudy runs after him, and the babysitter just loses track of them?
1: No. Mo runs out the door... Mary, the babysitter, runs after Mo.
0: Leaves the kid behind. Leaves
1: the kid behind because she Great assumed babysitter. the 11-year-old would, like, stay in the house for five minutes. Uh-huh. And when she comes back, Rudy's gone. Okay. And he left a note in the snow globe box that's like, everything's my fault. <laughs> And she's like, what?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, what?
1: <laughs> he didn't even take the box with him. And for somebody who's so worried about accidentally touching the buttons, you think he'd put it in the box to take the box.
0: Or, you know, bury it somewhere. I don't know.
1: No, Jumanji it, tie some rocks yeah. to it and throw it in a river. <laughs>
0: yeah, Jumanji it. That's the official term. <laughs>
1: So the snowcat is covered. It's back up in the hills. And it's completely covered, but everybody's alive inside the snowcat. But they can't get out. They try to rev the engine, but it's just like completely covered.
0: Yeah, no. There's no way you're moving tons of snow.
1: Sure. But luckily... They're oh. immediately saved by Derek, the snowboarder. How did he get out of the
0: avalanche? I don't
1: know how he survived the avalanche because you literally see the snow coming over the two of them, and then he survived, his friend did not, which is why his friend did not matter in terms <laughs> of his name or so anything Derek, about him. Derek,
0: <laughs> the snowboarding hero, somehow survived an avalanche that killed the guy he was with. With nary a scratch and then digs out a snowcat.
1: Yeah, he just somehow knows where the snowcat got buried. Because apparently you
0: can just spot a snowcat (laughs) underneath a featureless void of snow
1: yeah it's amazing like it's immediate too i'm like how did he dig himself he out have, like, and then
0: x-ray <laughs> vision
1: don't know it was impressive but yeah his friends like I was, they don't even mention his friend for about five more minutes and i was like did his friend die because he just <laughs> tried to save his friend his friend got cut in the arm then stabbed then like pushed down the hill for several minutes and then suddenly died <laughs> I was like Whoa. clearly
0: derek was not that attached to his friend yeah
1: <laughs> And hip does come up. Chen and him have a little moment about it. And he feels okay. really guilty about it. We should. Yeah.
0: Clearly, he knew how to survive an avalanche and didn't tell his friend. <laughs>
1: didn't tell his friend. <laughs> And so they make all make it back to the car. He digs them out. They make it back to the car. And the radio has been trying to call out and absolutely nobody is picking up on the radio. But John manages to get back in and is like, we're coming into town, but we're going to swing by. We need to check on Rudy. We're really worried about him. Of course. So, like I said, the town can't get anybody on the radio. They don't know why an emergency team hasn't shown up. And the quote is, it's like the whole town just dropped off the map, which again, Are what they now like stuck on? inside the snow globe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: like...
1: <laughs> I have so many questions
0: You definitely have questions You think you have questions, Tanya. I have questions
1: So the family so gets, many questions So many questions that are just, just not answered The family gets back into town And meets up with a babysitter who's like running around She stops them on the road into the house And she is like, I can't find Rudy And she's like sobbing And she's like, I can't find him anywhere I've looked everywhere for him And she says that he was blaming himself for the snow globe Causing problems And the group ends up splitting up The parents go back Always a good idea. I know. They go through their property towards the house and into town. And all the kids, the teenagers, go to Rudy's Fort that's in the hills, which is like an abandoned mine.
0: So... Wait, the teenagers by themselves, the babysitter, the horny snowboarder, and the horny daughter go yes. by themselves to an abandoned mine Yeah, that is the play place of their 11-year-old son.
1: Yeah, it's like his fort in the woods. It, it How seems, is that okay? I don't know, but it seems to imply that it's not that far because they assume that the kids will like make it back into town. So like clearly yeah, walking but, like, distance why? into town. You can't let a kid play in an abandoned mine. I don't know. My childhood was pretty sketchy. <laughs> I feel like that my parents okay. would have let me play an abandoned mine.
0: No, <laughs> I don't know wrong. how deep the
1: mine goes. Like, maybe it's all blocked off, so it's not like, It's an you abandoned know. mine, Daniel. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know, Sam. I don't know the logistics, but apparently in Alaska, you can play in abandoned mines.
0: Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe kids are just playing in abandoned mines left and right in Alaska. I don't know what I'm talking about, but that just seems like a <laughs> particularly bad idea.
1: Yeah, I agree that it's a very questionable place to allow your kid to play alone. So oh, to send
0: your teenage kid's... Well, to the, go investigate in well, the middle the of the disaster. like
1: His daughter's like, you know he's over there. That's where he'd go if he ran away from home. He'd go to his mine because that's where he plays all his like fantasy games and stuff. And so that's why they all – and they all go together and they're all in their late So The parents didn't go. No, the pa- no, but the three kids go together and they're all like late teenage 20, 19, yeah, but- 18. All right. I'm not sure they're adults, but they're definitely old enough to, like, do things by themselves.
0: I mean, yeah, I'm assuming anyone who can, you know, dress themselves to do things by themselves, Danielle, but...
1: Yeah, I mean, like, you could trust them to be responsible and go find a kid in the in the woods and make all it right. back into town. Like, it doesn't seem like it's a sketchy thing. Yeah,
0: okay, yeah, sure, sure, yeah, except for the, <laughs> the giant, fort, like, the ice explosion.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, right? and all this stuff's happening that's w- super weird, and maybe you should be more concerned about that for sure.
0: Yeah, maybe, you know, don't send your... This is like if you had, like, a giant, you know, earthquake in San Francisco and having to send your kids out. Go back into the city and find your brother by yourselves. Yes.
1: I I agree that it's maybe slightly questionable parenting, but also they still have to check all these places. So... All right. They haven't decided... Like, they... And nobody's decided yet that this is super weird. It's just, like, they're getting there. What? So (laughs) the parents discuss in the car about how the snow globe can't possibly be related, but that the storm was super weird, but that the kid does have an act of imagination... But then how did he know about the cracks in the town if he didn't actually see it in the snow globe? So they're kind of like on the fence, like maybe he did see something in the snow globe. Yeah. So they believe him faster than some parents would.
0: (laughs) You know what? Props to that, I guess.
1: So Derek and Jen are having a moment in the woods discussing Rudy's penchant for fantasy games and his imagination. And Derek admits he liked that board game as a kid. He was super into Dragons of the Crown. (laughs)
0: Sure. Still a terrible name.
1: And he's like, who wouldn't love an epic quest to throw a cursed crown into a volcano to kill a dragon? So he's like, he's on Derek. Foreshadowing on, this movie. <laughs> yeah. He's on Rudy's side. And Derek's saddest friend is dead. And Jen tells him, you know, he saved everybody. He, he's a hero. He can't, you know, he can't save them all. Basically. You said <laughs> you everybody.
0: Oh, you saved everybody who was important. <laughs> your friend wasn't important. <laughs>
1: They didn't quite say it that way He's like You saved my whole family Like that has to count For something I'm really sorry about your friend They do not find Rudy At the mine So he is not at the mine They're kind of like Hanging out Just to see if he does appear Meanwhile You actually switch to Rudy And Rudy has gone To Fred's tinker shop With the snow globe And he's showing it To the little old man there And he's like Did you make this snow globe? Because my dad thought Maybe you made it Which kind of makes sense Because The guy is the tinker Also I thought He was evil at this point (laughs) I was like Maybe he was the guy the trench coat man. Yeah, maybe because like an old man who who's a tinker who like th- who is in charge of the clock who could have made the snow globe. I mean, it felt like they were playing into it. Okay. And the uh, Fred's like, I definitely did not make that snow globe. I don't know what that is. And he and so Rudy explains what he thinks is happening that the snow globe is like destroying the town. And Fred's like, Okay, little kid.
0: <laughs> oh, Fred.
1: And then he looks at the snow globe and he's like, This is a really weird snow globe. And then he realizes that the clock and the snow globe matches the town clock even though the town clock has been changing time yeah of course so now he's like oh maybe the snow globe is causing all these issues and meanwhile across the way all eight people in town are having this conniption fit about whether they should leave town or stay there
0: if it's an actual storm Going on to the wilderness is not going to be any safer.
1: Yeah. well, there's a town like up the way. So they're thinking, well, let's drive up to the next town at least and get out of here because obviously something's going on. All right. And this is kind of where I realized like, yeah, there are other people in town. And where were they when, like, Larry and Norm were stuck on the bus? Like, nobody could help them out or nobody was <laughs> even supportive. Like, they're yelling out the window. Not a single person responded back. This like, town There's sucks. no doctor, apparently, because nobody could help Norm with his giant wound. Nobody even told him to put, like, pressure on the wound. <laughs> like, just uh, like...
0: Everyone here is just the worst.
1: <laughs> I was like, wait a second. There are other people in this town. And so Larry is up in arms. He's, like, rallying up the, the troops at this. Wherever they are, the town jail maybe is where they still are. And he's like, we need to get out of here. Like, stuff's going on. And John shows up looking for Rudy and finds him in Fred's shop. And Rudy explains his concerns with the snow globe. And Fred says he believes him. And then the parents are eventually on board. So now all the adults are like, okay, maybe it's the snow globe.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess they didn't push back too hard.
1: No, it was actually, you know, one of the rare times in life where (laughs) you believe your little kid. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Tully shows up and he's like, dude, the town needs some answers. Like, they're they're not doing well. And Tully offers to go look for Jen, who still hasn't returned back from the mines. And do cell phones exist? I forget. They have one scene where they pull out a cell phone. It's like not getting reception or something. But otherwise, okay. no, fine, they n- not a single fine. time do they ever use a cell phone in this movie or even just call over to the house to like check on each other. I mean, to be fair, I would
0: imagine rural Alaska doesn't have great coverage.
1: No, but you like don't even see them try, which I think is funny. They don't even use like house phones or business phones to call each other or walkie talkies, which you think might be common. (laughs) Like, I don't know.
0: Fair point. CB radio yeah, something there's like, like that other
1: options and you do see them use the emergency radios but they're not using it to necessarily like check in on the kids do
0: anything productive like
1: in the house alone with his babysitter sure so totally goes to look for jen and he just said like the town needs answers and so the three of them the adults john and beth and fred are like let's go tell him about the snow globe
0: <laughs> yeah okay that's gonna be your like hey everybody i know uh Whatever his face is dead, Norm's dead because he got stuck in a school bus after being smashed by ice missiles. And Jack but, you know, got
1: burned by the Christmas tree. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, I forgot about Jack already because nobody cared about Jack anyway. Or whatever they was. <laughs> Point is, this magic snow globe is the cause of all the problems. So we're fine because we totally have a handle on this. Like that doesn't help. Like, what are you gonna do? Put the snow globe in a box and just like make sure no one touches it ever. This doesn't help.
1: Well, and it doesn't matter because the snow globe's acting on its own now. We established that a couple of scenes ago. Oh, right. Ago. The
0: snow globe has malevolence now yeah. because apparently the trench coat man imbued his will into it.
1: Yeah. So, like, they do go and explain that the snow globe is causing all their trouble. And the town's like, uh, excuse me? <laughs> yeah,
0: duh. That is the correct response.
1: And he kind of, like, half-talks them into it. And John says he thinks that because the clock is now ticking in the town and on the snow globe, That it's like a countdown I don't know where he comes up with this idea immediately But he thinks that every hour there's going to be another disaster
0: That's quite a leap in logic Right?
1: As soon as he said it, I was like, wait, What?
0: So his conclusion is, the clock is ticking, therefore, every hour there'll be a disaster, and it's counting down to, I'm guessing, probably midnight?
1: The end of the world? Like, I don't know what's supposed to happen if they don't. <laughs> but like, it's a clock. It's
0: a, When is the, like, zero point on the clock?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it's counting down to. No, I get that, but when is it at zero? I don't know. I have no idea. Like it, how do you know they, they, how much they don't time explain you have anything left. in that concept. John's just like it's counting down, and every hour there's gonna be a, another disaster, and everybody's like, "Oh no!" What? <laughs>
0: the dumbest thing.
1: Yeah, and Larry gets all upset about it, and he's like, "If that's real, I'm breaking the snow globe." And so he like goes and like hauls off with a piece of wood and tries to break it, and it just falls on the ground and is totally fine.
0: Wow. Yeah. Strong snow globe.
1: Yeah. So they like pick him up and haul him out of there because he's just riling everybody up, and is clearly gone a little mental, probably from his grief of killing norm on the school bus he
0: didn't really kill him danielle <laughs> he
1: didn't try to get him out of there he panicked and left well, him there I'm to not die saying he's
0: blameless i'm just saying he didn't provide it is manslaughter at best yeah
1: and larry says since it showed up on jo- john's doorstep that it's his fault john what? should take responsibility for the snow Cloak's actions
0: <laughs> right okay this town sucks <laughs> i said before i'll say it again
1: yeah they're like, and nobody believes him because it's like, well, my son told me that it was. Everybody's like, ah, it's your son. Your son has such an imagination. So like, I don't know. They're kind of up in arms. And then, yeah, he's like, John, this is your fault. You fixed the problem.
0: Yeah, okay. Make the one dude fix the problem that affects all of you. Cool.
1: Yeah. And he still didn't believe it at this moment. But then literally in the next breath, he has this complete about face. And he's like, well, just saying that it's true. What are we going to do about it? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> that doesn't solve the problem. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I'm glad they come to the right conclusion, I guess, correct conclusion, quote unquote, that the snow globe is the cause of all of this. But also, what an insane thing to, like, base your survival around.
1: Oh, yeah. And what do you do about it? I mean, you can't destroy magic the snow, snow globe. globe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like-
0: what are you going to do? Like, well, if I remember from magic snow globe what I've heard about in school, what you got to do is just <laughs> shake them just right. <laughs>
1: So the clock strikes, and everybody kind of like holding their breath, but nothing actually happens in town
0: because that's insane.
1: But no, out in the forest, (laughs) where the mines are, where they're all, where they're like, he's they're hanging out, seeing if Rudy's showing up. These giant stabby rocks start flying out of the ground,
0: just jutting up out of the ground. Yeah, like giant Giant spike rocks,
1: spike rocks. Yeah, they're giant spike rocks. And immediately, immediately, the babysitter dies. (laughs) She gets just impaled
0: immediately?
1: Yeah, like, you don't even see it. Again, everything's off screen, but you just kind of see, like, a little, like, flash of blood, like a spray of blood, and she's gone. <laughs>
0: i wow. actually watched
1: it three times i was like did she just die <laughs> like,
0: that what? is harsh i liked her <laughs> yeah.
1: babysitter's dead and then <laughs> don't they tell star- mom <laughs> <laughs> and then they start up at the mine too they're like shooting up at the mine and as derek and jen are like running away you know like oh we gotta get out of here and then shockingly derek is sliced through the chest and promptly gurgles to death <laughs> Derek dies Derek too. Dies. The love interest for the teenage girl dies.
0: Also, the only person who seemed to have any common sense. I no Who av- can survive an avalanche? Yeah, he
1: survived an avalanche. She survived, like finding them. He saved the whole family. He's the love interest for the teen girl, and he dies. I was okay. shocked.
0: Danielle, this movie makes no sense on so many levels. Yeah, no. On a story <laughs> level, this doesn't make any sense because <laughs> Derek was cool. On a just in world logic level, doesn't make any sense. <laughs> oh. Why does it go from sky ice missiles to know. ground rock spikes? How is that a snow snowmageddon, for one? Because so far, no snow, except for the brief avalanche, which wasn't a problem for Derek.
1: An ice hail. Hail death. Death hail. That's not snow, Danielle. <laughs> Murder hail.
0: <laughs> That's not snow. I've established that. No. it's but- ice. Not it's, snow. It's
1: winter-related. I don't know what the rocks uh, have to do okay, with anything. Okay, Daniel.
0: Everything winter-related is snow. Winter squash is now snow.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know what the rocks have to do with anything. I was like... Pumpkin for- spice
0: lattes? <laughs> oh snow.
1: Yeah, let's just keep naming things, Sam. Go for it.
0: <laughs> Mittens? Snow.
1: <laughs> I mean, Yes. They're not made of snow, Danielle. No, but they are related to snow.
0: Sure, but they are not they themselves snow. I would not call an, uh, a being murdered by mittens a snowmageddon.
1: <laughs> Clearly, you haven't been murdered by mittens.
0: Uh, No, duh, Danielle. But they try. <laughs> they try. So, I think in this movie, just thought of the pun first, and was like, yeah, Spike Rocks is fine.
1: <laughs> yeah. And
0: they couldn't think of any snow. Like There are so many things you could have done with snow.
1: I agree, but... There aren't many more of them, so... (laughs) Movie's almost over. (laughs) I I have serious
0: issues with the structure of this movie.
1: I agree, so... Anyway, Derek's dead. <laughs> Derek's
0: dead. That's the important takeaway.
1: And Jen is screaming some more. <laughs> well, what
0: else is new, okay?
1: Back in town, John does opt to take responsibility for the snow globe. He's like, John, okay. you're a fool. <laughs> and Rudy says, he like comes up to his dad and he's like, You should throw it into the volcano like in Dragon of the Crown. Oh,
0: look what I said like two hours ago in, in movie time. <laughs>
1: And Fred's like, well, you know, that's not the craziest idea I've ever heard. The game is. <laughs> and I'm like, he goes on to explain it. I swear it's the only part of the whole thing that's explained in this movie.
0: Okay, let's hear Fred's explanation of why throwing a snow globe into a volcano that isn't nearby because of a child's idea about a fantasy game and also a magic snow globe. What?
1: Yeah. So he says the game is based on the Greek myth of Hevedis and Pandora, like Pandora's box. Yeah, no, it isn't, though. No, but the game the, the game myth of the game the dragon crown game
0: yeah no but it isn't it's clearly based on the lord of the rings
1: okay yeah but it, you don't know much about the game so it could be based on pandora's box so the All idea right, sure. is that it like the premise i think of the game is that there's a box you open it it releases evils into the world and then
0: you throw a crown into a volcano
1: no and Hepatis <laughs> made the box in the bowels of a volcano and it has to be returned to destroy it that's like the concept of pandora's box and sure, so but once, the
0: volcano crown thing
1: yeah but once everything was released from the box there was only one thing left into it, and Rudy hope, gets all excited. Yeah. He's like, Hope! Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. We got it. I was Everyone explaining to our
1: listeners.
0: Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I forgot that they probably didn't. I'm
1: sorry. You know everything, but they may not I don't know
0: everything. But, like, I thought that was. All right. Never mind.
1: I uh, see, it is a holiday movie.
0: Okay. Yes. It's not Christmas Eve, by the hope. way. I didn't
1: mention that earlier, but it is not Christmas Eve. Oh, of course. Right. <laughs> John's like, uh, I guess that's not any crazier than anything else. And what else are we supposed to be doing with this thing? These people. And I mean, There is a Mount Thalberg, I guess, is becoming active again. It's the big mountain that they've been snowboarding and stuff on.
0: And that's a volcano. How how convenient.
1: Yeah. And so he's like, I guess I'll go back to the mountain and drop this sucker in. (laughs) Now,
0: again, I am not a volcanologist. Nailed it. But... uh, (laughs) But... I don't think most volcanoes just have open lava pits at their top.
1: You would think not, but give it time, Sam. Give it time.
0: Uh, <laughs> I say most, like, pr- most, mostly dormant volcanoes don't you know, have, like... The whole point is if it's covered, it's going to explode before it... It's like a Mount St. Helens situation.
1: Yes, I agree. But here we are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they decide that those seven, I guess there are now six town folks since Norm died, will leave town (laughs) and John will meet them, except Fred, who has decided he's going to stay because he's never lived anywhere else, that he trusts John to solve the problem, and he's just going to hang out on his porch and watch what happens.
0: Well, he's old. Who cares?
1: (laughs) And Larry is like, that would take a miracle for John to solve this problem. And Fred is like, well, good thing it's Christmas then. (laughs) All (laughs) right. Fred's okay. (laughs) So, Larry is not having this, though. He's like, we're all going to die. So, he tries to leave, and he drives his car out. You see him, like, driving through town. He gets out to where the mines are. And, yeah, the giant stabbing rocks come out of the the ground, and as Jen is running down the hill, she sees a car. She's like, hey, stop, help me, help me. And this rocks start like, coming out of the ground, and it, like, shoots through his car and, like, sails it into the air. And she's like, oh,
0: no, not another
1: one. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, poor Jen.
1: So, there's like four deaths in this movie, and she sees like three of them.
0: <laughs> she is bad luck.
1: <laughs> poor Jen. I feel bad for her.
0: Really, if I was everyone else, I'd keep away from Jen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so before John leaves, Rudy gives him a fake sword, which is like a prop from the game, like an extra piece from the game. Sure. And uh, a tie-in. And he's like, this is a talisman, because you're a hero, and you're going on your hero's journey. And... Look, oh, Okay. Look, look, they buy into this (laughs) board game
0: (laughs) quest idea so hard and so fast and so completely. (laughs) It's insane. Yeah.
1: I'm like, I'm on board for them. Even if their plan
0: is to throw the thing in a volcano, which sure, fine. Why not just like not make it a board game-like quest and just like, okay, we'll just take another helicopter or a snowcat or something else up to the, like, what?
1: Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what the why the thought process was to tie it into this game. Maybe there were some missing scenes that made it make more sense. How long is this thing, this movie? Yeah, uh, I don't know, hour and forty minutes or something. So it is already
0: very long <laughs> and explains nothing. And it's Great. almost over, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I am just saying they clearly weren't cutting things out that were necessary if they had a hundred and forty <laughs> minutes to work with.
1: Not a hundred. Yeah, I don't know. It's an right,
0: hour and forty minutes. I'm like,
1: <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you, Sam. I can't tell you what the thought process was behind this, the parallels. the, the...
0: That were essential, yeah. Yeah,
1: I don't know. Um, right, But the great. next scene is probably the best one out of the whole movie, because John takes a snowmobile, like, I think it's totally snowmobile, and he, like, drives it over the hills, and he's, like, popping up D- over the hills, and, like, it's so much fun. <laughs> it looks is it like dodging
0: a... <laughs> the rock shards?
1: Uh, No, they're not coming out of the hill. They're just on the outside. But it does start to... There's... How nice of
0: them to have, like, a place for him to go safely.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but d- the ground does start to break apart in town at the same time. Um, the townsfolk are all trying to make their way out of town, and they, for some reason, decide to do it just as the clock is going to strike to the next hour. I don't know why. They so they're spending the like, hour. Yeah, it took there. us all this an hour. Like they could have been getting out of town in that hour, but no, they decided to wait till like five minutes before the the hour struck. And <sighs> so, no dumbs. surprise, the ground starts breaking apart, trapping them. In. Let me ask you,
0: Danielle: Is there any snow involved in that breaking apart of the ground?
1: Well, the c- snow. The ground breaks apart, and there's lava in all of the, the ground. Why is this breaks. not a Mag- I don't know. Magma. Magma <laughs> I can't tell you, but there are, um, up in the mountains, so the ground is breaking apart. There's a ton of snow, because he's on a snowmobile, and he's, like, sailing over lava pits, so that's exciting. Yeah, the snow is, like,
0: <laughs> helping him in this instance, not hindering also, if you stand up for lava pitches, pull over and throw the freaking thing into one of those lava pits
1: Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what happens So he doesn't realize it's, like, happening as it's happening until it's basically too late So these flames, like, shoot up and lava rivers start to flow into the cracks and the snowmobile goes awry and he gets blown into the air And the snowmobile is destroyed, basically And he, luckily, that happens right next to where the snowcat was half buried Well,
0: this mountain is tiny <laughs>
1: when that happened, I was like, seriously, how small is this mountain?
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, too small.
1: And so he does a good job, though, the actor of like looking around and being surprised that there's like and like you can tell him he like realizes where he is. And he's like, where is the snow cat? Like, I can't believe I happen to be lucky enough to. <laughs> To crash right where the snow cat is.
0: I have no words.
1: <laughs> so he unburies the snow cat, like a little bit more. It's already kind of half unburied from Derek's, uh, dead Derek's help earlier. <laughs> the
0: snowboarder formerly known as Derek.
1: <laughs> yeah, him. And he gets it up and running and manages to like push it out of the snow with, the, he like, you know, gas why powers does he get it. the
0: snow. Why does he waste time with the snowcat when he has a perfectly functional snowmobile?
1: Because it broke when he got shot into the oh. air. I said that.
0: Oh, well, then I missed it because yeah. I was only listening to the got mad <laughs> I get very mad.
1: <laughs> so the ground starts to break apart even more and the cat gets stuck on a chunk of like mountain that is separated.
0: Well,
1: <laughs> yeah. So he's he's on this like pile of snow mountain that's in between two rivers of of lava pit. And as You get so much lava, use it. <laughs> and, and well as all this has happening, he has like the the snow globe in a messenger bag and it of course like comes off of him while he's like flying all around over the place. So it's on the other side of a lava pit he's stuck on in the snowcat and the the bags on the other side and so of course what do you think he does
0: he lasso's it using the using a uh, rope
1: yes but he ties the little kid's sword that he gave him earlier oh. onto it to try and get it he does two attempts it does not work so he gives up
0: <laughs> Which, oh i'm glad that sword came in handy i, I
1: was like really it's supposed to be the talisman that like saves the day and they don't use it and i thought that was hysterical i like i
0: mean he's he like i'll use this thing my kid gave me uh, it doesn't work <laughs> yeah. oh i tell my i tried
1: but it's supposed to be like a parallel to this board game and like the the piece that he gets for the hero's quest doesn't actually work
0: great love it this movie makes this movie is baffling because sometimes (laughs) it makes the best choice like in this instance and sometimes it makes the worst choice like in every
1: other instance (laughs) and so it is instead he like runs across his little square of land and he jumps the like nine feet across his lava thing of course barely makes it and i was like dude you never would have made it you would have died
0: (laughs) a nine foot horizontal jump it
1: was really really far Props. It looked really far. I was like, "There's no way in real life you would have made that." <laughs> oh. And then he almost gets dragged down into the lava pit because the the where the cat was situated in between it like starts to crumble. The snow starts to fall, and then the cat starts to go, and then it's like pulling him along. And he manages to untie himself just in the nick of time, of course.
0: Ooh,
1: and he grabs the snow globe and he throws it into the lava and he yells, Merry Christmas. <laughs> what? As
0: he throws that's his big like line, like, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. And that's basically Boof.
1: what he says and throws it in. And the townsfolk can see from the ground that something's happened and they're like, yay, we think he defeated it. And they like begin their Christmas party. What? What?
0: <laughs> People have died.
1: <laughs> I know. I kind of thought the town would revert. Like it would suddenly go back to normal and Derek would be alive and like all this, you know, like I don't know what I thought would happen, but I thought something like that would happen. But instead, they just begin their Christmas party. Mo shows up. The dog has been missing this entire time.
0: So your favorite character is irrelevant. <laughs> he, Got it. He
1: shows up again. Everybody's like, Mo's back. And I forgot there was a dog, to be honest, until that moment. Yeah, no, me
0: too. So <laughs> Mo shows back up, but Derek does not.
1: <laughs> yep, exactly. And John finally makes it back. In a the town they were kind of worried about him because they were oh like, and they
0: didn't do ch- anything to try to help him cool yeah they
1: just waited it out until he got back down they had a down. party like
0: oh john say let's have a party while well, his corpse is probably lying up there in the mountains. Yeah, somewhere there's like a
1: party going on in the background of this house or wherever they are and the wife is sitting out on the porch just like waiting she's like i hope john makes it home soon
0: these people are all <laughs> the worst they have no like agency
1: um i guess they didn't have any other snowmobiles in the entire alaskan town
0: yeah yeah because alaska is really known for not having snowmobiles <laughs>
1: They make it sound like there was just the one, because earlier, Tully's like, you can take my snowmobile. It's out behind my house. Like, there was not many other options.
0: Okay, sure. I
1: know, crazy. And so they have a happy reunion. They all hug, and they're super excited in their sad, destroyed town. And then the final scene is Fred is cleaning up the the holiday decorations in his shop, and as he's removing decorations from his tree, he sees a snow globe, like, wedged in there, and he promptly, like, picks it up, and his eyes get really wide, and he throws it against a wall, and it shatters into pieces. (laughs) And that's the end of the movie. Was
0: it just a regular snowball?, It was just
1: a, I assume.
0: Where you Yellow destroyed didn't the break.
1: Well, yeah. that was
0: dumb. I <laughs>
1: know. <laughs> but like dumb in a great way. I was like, what is this movie?
0: That movie is complete. Not like all the most interesting parts of that movie <sighs> are completely ignored.
1: Yeah. It's
0: amazing. It spends way more time on the fantasy board game element than on the actual, like, evil device organization element. Like, there's a why that hangs over this movie, like a sort of (laughs) Damocles, that has no answer to it. Why? Why did any of this happen? Why was there a trench coat man? Why is there a magic (laughs) snow globe? Just why does throwing lava work? Why do they think that? Why?
1: I don't know. I don't have a single answer for you. This movie does not explain anything.
0: Why Snowmageddon? I'm gonna be still (laughs) mad about that
1: (laughs) because it's winter time and some bad stuff happens. You
0: could have called it like. The Snow Globe Disaster Project. That would be a better name. Or like under glass. Under
1: glass. <laughs>
0: you know, something like that. Or, or shaken, not stirred. <laughs>
1: Yes, we'll make you in charge of the name next time. Oh, it going to be better than Snowmageddon. <laughs> I would expect like a
0: blizzard or something. I think they meant
1: like snow globe with disaster, so Snowmageddon.
0: Mageddon would be better then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they didn't want to give away that it was a, a rogue snow globe that caused uh, the issue. That was giving
0: away like the first five minutes of the movie, Danielle, when the crack appeared in the snow globe. It wasn't like some big secret.
1: Yeah. I also worried that when they threw the snow globe into the volcano that it was going to like the whole <laughs> I yeah. wasn't what confident that? that the town wasn't in the snow globe <laughs>
0: yeah their whole like notion of oh it's pandora's box uh so sure but where's the hope that it doesn't uh. and pandora's <laughs> box was intangible so it wasn't like oh pandora's box you opened it up like earthquakes came out of it <laughs> it's not i mean again i'm not a a scholar of the greek classics but i do know that Pandora's box does not contain earthquakes and giant stone spears. I think it's just
1: supposed to be a paralleling idea to make it seem semi-logical that they would go throw it into a volcano.
0: Logic has nothing to do with any of this. Are you kidding me? What part of, oh, okay, let's believe it's a magical snow globe, and so it must be related to his board game?
1: Yeah, I don't know. That is
0: also a parallel for Pandora's box and therefore <laughs> lava?
1: I don't know. It was like two wildly divergent movie ideas. One about a board game, one about a snow globe. And they're like, what would happen if we put these together?
0: That is exactly right. It's like, it's like Jumanji meets Lord of the Rings. It's bad.
1: <laughs> That's how they should have sold this. Maybe they did when the pitch meeting for sci-fi.
0: Sifi, please. For sci-fi. <laughs> I refuse to call that sci-fi. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I, I really just want to follow that trench coat guy. I want to see what his day is like. He's like, well, dropped off another snow globe disaster <laughs> thing at this house. I'm
1: driving well, back here. I, mean, I got go to go to the next town
0: over. I think he like stops for a burger. He's eating a hot dog. I'm like, oh, oh, we got to get out of here. I got another snow globe to deliver at the next town. <laughs> they don't get a snow globe. These guys get a toy soldier.
1: Yeah. And it seemed to suggest that it was just this town that was experiencing all this drama. But
0: it's so normal, Danielle. Why would normal Alaska ever have anything weird?
1: I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Oh that was um
0: that was something Danielle yeah
1: and now can you understand why I think it's funny that the actors were like very intent on selling their roles they were acting like they're in a very serious movie they were really good wow, actors yeah
0: <laughs> Props to the actors, and they they did their best apparently for yeah. this. But
1: I bought it that they had not read the script to this movie.
0: <laughs> like- I, I I just really want a prequel. That's what I want. I want a prequel to this movie that like shows how the evil snow globe came to be there. That's all I want.
1: Snow be- Snow the beginning.
0: <laughs> snow beginning. <laughs> snow- <laughs> all right. Well, I don't know if any of our listeners have any ideas about this movie. Can just enlighten me even the smallest bit about how snow globe magma board game works
1: i like how this is even a specific question usually we have specific questions for our listeners and this time it's just like if you have any idea about anything in this movie <laughs> yeah no
0: because this movie is completely not like i, I would pick <laughs> any guy like any part of that if you can explain even one thing if you can explain why derek got out of that avalanche poor
1: derek the real hero and the true saddest death of this movie
0: yeah yeah oh poor derek so yeah please tell me let me know i am desperate for answers for this movie
1: i am also not just for sam's sake but for my own having (laughs) had to (laughs) watch it twice
0: (laughs) yeah So if you have any of those answers, you can find us at BookRetorts.com.
1: Or you can tweet at us, Facebook, or Instagram us at BookRetorts.
0: And I guess that's what we have for our Winter Bazaar today.
1: And Sam's up next time. Yeah,
0: join <laughs> us for our next episode in a few weeks when we have my turn for Winter Bazaar Part 2. Probably not this nonsensical, but maybe.
1: <laughs> maybe. Who knows? what quite a title.
0: <laughs> What <laughs> <Quite> a mouthful.
1: <laughs> It'll totally fit on the, the picture.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll workshop that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Until next time, everybody. Bye. Take care. <laughs>
0: I still think Magma again, would be a more appropriate name because there was far more magma than snow. There was ice, there was very little snow.
1: That's true. Shards of rock?
0: Shards of rock, (laughs)
1: yes.
0: (laughs) What a random assortment of nonsense.
1: It's like they ran out of things. They're like, okay, we've done an avalanche. They had two two things, Danielle. Some hail, some murder hail. Giant
0: knife hail. And an avalanche. You're like, well, I'm out of ideas. That's my white creative well is dry.
1: Could be like a blizzard or a yeah, or you cold know, spell. a
0: yeti even.
1: <laughs> yeti <laughs> that would have been so good. <laughs> I wish they had added a yeti at the end of this movie. Like, oh, like right before he goes to toss the thing into the to the volcano, yeti the attack. clock strikes the hour again, and the yeti comes <laughs> out. and he's seen in the background, like coming up behind him, and then he throws it. He's like, Merry Christmas, and then the yeti like. Poofs!
0: <laughs> like it's like just dissolves Swallowed like sand, going away in the wind.
1: <laughs> like right by, and about to kill him. <laughs> that would have been such a good ending to this movie. Uh,
0: alas, Danielle, alas.
1: I would have made this like a holiday rewatch had that been the ending of this movie. <laughs> like no, like you're trying to convince friends to watch it. Like no, I swear the ending's worth it.
0: <laughs> it's like it's like just one giant like a, an hour and forty minute setup to a punchline about <laughs> <Yeah>. yetis. <laughs> great that would have been so good